Are you ready to talk about this freaking movie? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do da, na, 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 I never na, know na, how na. to like intro. Na, na, like. Me either. We're starting now. It's like, it's like um, <laughs> even last podcast, it makes me laugh every single episode. Ben's always like, are we recording? What's happening? <laughs> are we doing this? Okay. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 Oh, we should say our announcement first off. So, announcement. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. There's some changes being made inside of the cage. We've both got a lot going on. And also, we're getting to the point where, you know, Nicholas, there's only so many Nicholas Cage movies. And we want to make this last for as long as we can. So, we're going to start going every other week now. So, um, this will be the last episode that we'll do weekly after this next week there won't be one but there'll be one the, the week after and it'll also ensure a better quality podcast <laughs> yes, and not I a last minute uh confused mess i think you can tell <laughs> i i have all of the stuff that i've pulled up 10 minutes ago on my phone so um it'll give us some more time to actually prepare uh i think it'll just be better it'll work better for us for our schedule it's just you know this is all for fun anyway guys so we can make better content yes yeah, it'll work better for us so deal with that. Um, <laughs> but da, 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 this week, so that's our big announcement, announcement over. This week, we are talking about, actually, it's pretty apropos of what we were talking about last week because we were talking about, you know, Ve- um, Cage's quickie marriage in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And today, we watched a movie about a quickie marriage in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, we watched uh, 1992's uh honeymoon in vegas starring uh james Kahn and sarah jessica parker has anyone counted how many movies he's done set in vegas oh we need to do like a full list because it seems ridiculous at this point There's gotta right be at least like this is definitely a thing like it's like at this movie you reach the point where it's like this is this is too far now like you you're doing every movie in vegas, in vegas at this yeah. point this is the first movie though because he does at one point dress up as a like um Elvis impersonator. This is like one of the first movies where people are like, wow, Nicholas Cage really likes Vegas. Wow, Nicholas Cage really likes Elvis. What's with the whole Elvis Vegas thing, Uh Nick? So this is where it all starts. And Betsy and I took our fateful trip to Vegas. Oh. You're just eating while chomping into the microphone. You're just chomping on nuts. Salted (laughs) nuts. You want some nuts, man? Hot (laughs) nuts out of the oven. Right. Okay. Let me let me focus myself. Um. So I'm just gonna do the overview quickly. Nuts. Okay. (laughs) Oh, also, I need to put on the Instagram, but your audio cut out when you were saying your Instagram handle. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. It's it's gone now. Oh, okay. Well, 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 all right. Um. If you if any of you are in canada on the 12th <laughs> oh, find yeah. find me i'll be there can you say the thing no tcaf zineland terrace come the, come there Go no there. one none of you will be there but you never know you know maybe nick cage nick cage if you're in canada at that point come stop by oh that's awesome i i'm i'm just being a mess i'm just having a bunch of noises <laughs> that's my metal uh straw in my my glass sorry guys um yeah go see alice buy her stuff um, or don't yeah well or do okay so back to honeymoon in vegas again 1992 so this is the overview after losing sixty-five thousand dollars to professional gambler and con man tommy corman aka james con 
a penniless private investigator, Jack Singer, Nicholas Cage, um, agrees to let Corman borrow his beautiful fiance, Betsy, Sarah Jessica Parker, for a Hawaiian getaway to pay off his debts. But when Betsy, who looks just like Corman's late wife, begins to fall for her charismatic captor, the commitment phobic singer must race back, <laughs> must race against the clock to track them down and win her back. So the weird thing about this is that on paper, I hate this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the like- idea that like Nicolas Cage loses a bet and then basically has to like give his. He basically, it's Nick Cage gets cucked. It's Nick Cage yeah. gets cucked at the movie. True. That's that's how I would uh, describe it for you millennial <laughs> folks out there. And the whole point, too, again, revolves around a woman needing to be married for whatever reason. I cannot say this as a married woman. <laughs> I'm a bit critical. But I didn't need to be married, okay? I just sort of happened. Um, and she's like intent on on being married uh, Nicholas cage they're together they're happy but like she's not happy that they're not engaged or whatever and um Nicholas cage is kind of i mean he's a private investigator so he his job is to basically spy on married people cheating on each other and also doesn't he have like a thing where he, oh yeah his mom his mom is dying and like on her dying bed she's like please don't ever get married to a woman you know mm. i just want you to be mine forever no girl could love you like I did, Jack. You'll be unhappy. Don't do it. Mom, don't say that. He's he's, so he's scared of commitment. Messed up mommy issues. But he does love her. He does love her. So he's like, okay, fine. Let's go get married in Vegas. But he's kind of trying to stall. And then he does. And then he has this game with James Conn. And James Conn pl- basically plays him. Spoiler alert. Because um, he sets up the whole... He sets it up for Nicolas Cage to lose. And then sets it up as... Hey, since you don't have 60 grand, you want to give me your girlfriend for the weekend? And Nicolas Cage is like, okay. I want your girlfriend for the weekend. He's not like, okay. She's just like, okay. Yeah, basically. No, not at first, but like they agree to it a little too quickly. (laughs) Like where she's like really mad for a second and then she's just like, well. No, because it's all like manipulation because it's the dude because they're both angry and freaking out at the beginning and then the guy starts schmoozing her and then she's like okay maybe i will do it and that's when it starts happening but it's all this guy's the dad from elf it's all him like manipulating the godfather (laughs) (laughs) uh more better known for the movie (laughs) elf Elf? um yeah so also i i will say this that i was annoyed during the movie and i'm still annoyed about it now James Conn in this movie is like severely older than Sarah Jessica Parker. Like he could be her dad. And it's not once mentioned in the entire film. I don't know why that even is a thing for you to notice anymore. It's in <laughs> it literally every mad. Nick Cage film that's ever existed. <laughs> and every Hollywood film period. I don't it know why. Mad, and they've been doing it for years. Because literally when I was in film school, like that, that was a trope in um, like movies in the 40s and stuff like that, where it was like, like um audrey hepburn and sabrina like she was way younger than all of her suitors but it's never mentioned like she's like 20 years younger than all of them it's ridiculous i think it's ridiculous old men asmr oh don't (laughs) okay um so i don't know that made me mad but actually surprise surprise we both really like this movie yeah like as i was watching it i was like 
I don't like this. I hate this guy because you're kind of because it kind of briefly makes you think maybe this isn't going to go how I want it to go. So you're thinking that this guy, maybe he just is in love with her Mm. and he's schmoozing her. And that's the other thing we forgot to mention that Sarah Jessica Parker looks exactly like his dead wife. Yeah, that's why he sets up the poker game and like makes Nick Cage lose and stuff because he wants to fuck this woman because mm-hmm. she looks like his dead wife. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking maybe he's he's done this shady thing, but maybe it c- came from a place of, you know, like a good or place. whatever. And you're watching it and you're thinking that that's how they're portraying it. And you're getting angry because it's like, if this was real life, this guy's a psycho and he's a freak. And 100%. like, he's... Like, get out, get out. This is a red flag. I hate this. I hate how this is being portrayed as, like, romantic, romantic. and sweet. Yeah. But then, as the movie goes on, you realize like there that. are red flags and she starts noticing them. And he is, like, visibly, like, lying yeah. about yeah. stuff. And, and you can tell that he's manipulating her. And you realize, okay, they are making it. So he is the bad guy. I get it now. And... Yeah, Nick Cage she, will win her back, you know. And, the, and her as a character figures it out kind of a, around the same time as the audience does. You've made me into a whore! Yeah, it's good It's good because it's not like... Like, when she's fooled by him, you're fooled by him. And when she figures it out, you figure it out. And it's, there's none of this, like... I don't know. Kind of yelling. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was... It, I, like, it was very enjoyable. I enjoyed it. It was kind of... It felt... It's one of those films where it's like those whimsical films that were around in like the 90s that I, I don't like think that, would be made now, you know? To me, that movie should be more popular than Moonstruck. Like, I oh, enjoyed yeah. that movie, both kind of ro- silly romantic comedies, but I enjoyed this movie more than Moonstruck. This was funnier. It had better like writing and it was funnier than Moonstruck. Look at all those Indian Elvises. Yeah, they loved his movie Blue Calcutta. And it had like, yeah, the whole, it had a nice satisfying bow at the end of yeah. it where it all just kind of sinks up into the perfect moment and I'm satisfied when it ends, you know? It's none of this like, oh, fuck, like, why is she with him? It's like, no, she ended up with the right person. You know, you, you go on the journey with her. You see Nick Cage change and, and yep. have a character arc where yep. he starts off as running away from his problems and he and ends he with like, oh, shit, trying to her, step up, you know, and he, and, he, and he changes from who he was at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And it's all very, and it's funny. There's loads of like hilarious bits in it. The bit where he's with all the Elvises is hilarious. Very funny. Like, great bit, great scene where he's with the flying Elvises and he needs a, uh, he needs a quick uh, plane ride to Vegas and he's got to jump out of a plane with a, a bunch of Elvises. We're skydiving. You're skydiving? <laughs> We're the flying Elvis. Yeah, and he's like dressed as Elvis and like all the Elvises are like joking with him. They're like, remember, you pull the red one first and then the yellow one. And then as he's about to jump, one of them goes, remember, you put the yellow one first and the red one. He's like, what? But the other one's and he's like, ah, I'm just joking. And it's like, which one's the right one to do? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it was just like really enjoyable. I, I really liked it. I would watch this again happily. Yeah, it was fun. It's like... um. What does it remind me of? It kind of reminded me of that Christmas one where it's uh, like, uh, it's that kind of mood where it's like, it's funny, but it's kind of got dark elements to it, but it's still like, just kind of a easy film to watch. It's not like nothing, nothing particularly distressing is happening. It's just, 
It's like watching like Home no Alone or something. Nicholas Cage sex scenes. No, yeah, it's not nothing where you're like, ugh. It's yeah. literally just like it's like watching Home Alone or something. Yeah, it's, it's very of its time. I would totally watch this if it was on TV again. Um, also, yeah, it's a good TV movie. Yeah. Also, probably the most likable I've ever thought just Sarah Jessica Parker was. Never really liked her. Uh, that much. I don't know. I didn't even like her in this, to be honest. I mean, it's a, it's the most I've liked her in anything I've ever seen. Sorry, you sex in this. I don't think that freaks. she can act. No, I think she plays just, the same. She's, she's at the same level her. every time, and it's always like, "Whoa, yeah. whoa I'm whining about something," and it's just that the whole time. And it's just like I can't. <laughs> deal Amazing, with her. Sarah Jessica Parker uh, impression. <laughs> um, so just some fix about the film. Um, so reception-wise, I'm actually happy to say, for once, instead of being surprised, it was well. It was. It didn't win, so that's a shame. But it was nominated for Best Picture. I don't uh, know the if Golden it, Globes. No, d- not for Oscar. Not for nothing. Okay, for, that's for, the thing. It's like it's a good film, but no way it would it be picture. better than another film that be- came out at that time. Best you know? Picture in a musical or comedy category. And again, for the Golden Globes. Why are musicals and comedies grouped together in I mean, the same that's how category? The Golden Globes is like they have they have like a drama. Two completely one, different genres have, like, mash them together. Um, and then Nicolas Cage was actually nominated for Best Actor, uh, in a musical or comedy for, a uh, uh, Golden Globe. Um, of course didn't win, but that's cool. <laughs> um, another thing that I think is really cool about this movie, because I am a huge, uh, musical theater fan. <laughs> you like one of those glee people. I mean, you like you like Glee. The, literally, like I watched Glee for a little bit, but I, don't, I mean, I'm not like a- literally like 20 minutes ago. I was in ASDA, and that, and then Journey starts playing over it. Right, and I heard like some girl walk past me and be like, "Oh, it's just like that that song from Glee," and then. Like, I completely forgot that that's what people know it from. And the whole time I was stressing out about something in my day. And as soon as I heard that song, I just had the feeling that I was going to get whacked. I didn't know why. And I was like, oh, it's because it's the Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Sopranos. But I just felt like on edge. I was like, oh, like looking looking over my shoulder, like so- cu- someone's going to come get me, you know? <laughs> um, well, we may be um, split on... I'm sorry, I keep eating. This is nuts! We may be split on musical theater, but I'm a fan. Um, this movie was actually written into a musical pretty recently. Um, it says that... Sorry, I should say who directed this. Um, and, uh, uh, directed, by An- directed and written by Andrew Bergman. How do they do the skydiving bit in a musical? I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, it's on not stage. Uh, Andrew Bergman is best known for Blazing Saddles. Um, he said when he made the movie back in the 90s, he said when he finished the film, he thought it would make a good musical. He was distracted making movies, but then he had an open heart surgery in 2001. And he said about that, he said, quote, when you have open heart surgery, you say, what do I really want to do? What haven't I done? I thought it'd be great to do a musical. So he got Jason Robert Brown, a composer, um, he and Bergman agreed to collaborate. Uh, we wanted the sound to be, it says, I'm reading this from Wikipedia. Bergman says that we wanted the sound to be of the sixties and seventies. Not that it's a throwback, but we wanted that sound. We wanted to be a brassy come and love us kind of show. Uh, 
A big change from the movie was the character of the mother was kept alive in the theater show. Having her recur recur is a great thing for the show. Uh, said Bergman, it keeps her spirit alive and keeps his Michigas alive. <laughs> that was a real change. Um, let's see. A Broadway-bound production was expected to de- debut in Toronto in November t- 2012, starring Tony Danza, but the Toronto premiere was canceled. Uh, it says the production was then transferred to the Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey instead with uh, with Danza still in it. Oh, my gosh. So Tony Danza was in it. <laughs> The premiere of this musical based on a Nicolas Cage movie. That's pretty funny. Was he like, as Nicolas Cage? Was no, no, he, like, no. He, doing was play- an impression? he was playing. No, he was playing the, the old man character, the James Conn character. Um, it opened on in 2013. Uh, the musical began previews on Broadway in 2014 and it opened officially in 2015. I think it's now closed. Uh, the cast featured Tony Danza, Rob McClure and Bryn O'Malley. Um, so that's pretty cool. I don't think we've seen a Nicolas Cage movie that's been turned into a musical before. I don't really know if this is the most musical-esque Nick Cage film. I Honestly, feel like there'd be I more... To, Moonstruck would be more of a I musical guessed, film. I would have yeah. that they would have done... I, I bet they've tried if I looked it up. If I had it. If I tried. When are they going to do the Vampire's Kiss musical? You Ugh. Know? It's like in... um. Uh, what's the... What's the uh, breaking Up with Sarah Marshall, whatever, and he does that vampire puppet musical. I don't know. I don't. Uh, not a big. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm not a big Judd Apatow. Is that a Judd Apatow one? I think it is. I'm not a big. That I mean, that's actually really. That movie's really funny though. I'll be arrested, put in airport jail. Just get your ticket and move on, okay? Get your goddamn ticket and move on. Yeah. Um. So it has a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is actually pretty high. Um. For Cage. <clears throat> true and also robert ebert he also uh rated this very highly this was of course written by him uh specifically because it came out in the early 90s he gave it a three out uh, sorry three and a half out of four stars so almost perfect um there he says let's see there's a cheerfully rising tide of goofiness in andrew bergeron's honeymoon in vegas that is typical of his work um da-da-da. Uh, uh, I'm going to cut all of this out of me reading. Nicholas <laughs> Cage. Nicholas Cage. Uh, uh, this is in the Ebert review. Quote. Nicholas Cage is one of those actors some people like and others find excessive. I tend to like him, especially when he's consumed by love as he was in Moonstruck and is again here. He sweats and squirms in, key, in the key scene. As he says and explained to Parker that, yes, he loves her, but no, he can't pay his poker losses. And so, yes, maybe she should play along with the sinister gambler's weird obsession. Um, right. Yeah. So he really liked the movie. Uh, it says the plot loses its way in some of the later moments as, as when Khan suddenly turns from a smoothie to a sinister uptight threat. Maybe it would have been funnier if he had simply continued to be the nice guy to Cage's mounting for frustration. But by then, the movie has already inspired enough laughter to pay its way. And that's with the skydiving Elvis impersonators still to come. So, sounds like uh, Sir Roger Ebert enjoyed this movie as much as we did. He's a... You can see by each review, he gets more and more of a... He becomes more and more of a Cage fan, you know? I agree. 
I totally agree. I wish he was alive now to have watched Mandy. Also, the best character in the film is this guy that's always eating a sandwich in every shot that he's in. <laughs> what was <laughs> what was his like? What was his role in the? He movie? was I just the mate. Remember. He was the mate of the bad guy, and he was just oh, helping. Yeah. He was just his lackey. He was helping him like distract he Cage. Was basically, procra- a, like a like human version of that. You know, in Lilo and Stitch, that one that would always eat sandwich, make and eat sandwiches. Like that was like vaguely. Do you remember? But that's like, he was a human version of that little weird character. Excuse me. And also, Alice's doppelganger. Are you goddamn eating again? No, I swear. I'm not eating. I'm eating a sandwich right now. Every scene, I, although I'm the one eating. <laughs> oh my god, now I'm just burping hysterically. Robert Durst style. I never killed them, I swear. Um. Okay. So we're not going to keep you too long because, I don't know, it, I feel like it's easier to talk longer about movies that we didn't like than the movies that we did like. Yeah. But I just want to leave you with a little bit of tea from the uh, Honeymoon in Vegas set. So apparently, according to Google, according to my Googling, oh, wait, hold on. I'm ter- uh, according to my subpar Googling, uh, Nicolas Cage and Sarah Jessica Parker once had like, a little, a little hanky panky a little fling. on set while he's dressed as Elvis. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. I hope so. I like to think so. Also, I feel like the amount of deja vu I get watching Nick Cage films mm. when they're set in Vegas because mm. every single one of them has the exact same scene and it's the same and shot. the same like, song, it's, like it's the same. It's the same stock shot of Vegas with uh viva las vegas playing over the top with the and it's just it's that it's like i've seen this exact shot i feel like every week for the past few months now and i think i'm going insane and i'm starting to dream about vegas and it's like i think i need to go to vegas you know um so let me just quickly um there's not a lot of news about it it basically just said that what I read said that. Hold on, let me pull it up. Here it is. Mm. It said Nicholas Cage. It says Nicholas Cage and Sarah Jessica Parker briefly dated in 1991 after meeting on the set uh, of *Honeymoon in Vegas*, but it didn't last long. Um, I think yeah, it was just like a little fling. Marry me tonight. No. No. Why not? Parker started. Sarah Jessica Parker started dating uh, John F. Kennedy Jr., who uh, heavily. <laughs> Uh, pursued by Elaine Bennis in Seinfeld. <laughs> but JFK Jr. <laughs> yeah, isn't that like, she? I swear she always talks about like... Really, I don't really, I've never really seen that many Seinfeld. Well, Seinfeld. you're not a real American then, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they... <laughs> so that's just, that's just, that's just like a weird couple. I don't see them like, that's a weird couple. Sarah Jessica Parker. And uh, it kind of makes sense to me. You think? Yeah. Yeah, but she's with Ferris Bueller now. Yeah, it's a huge step down. From he murdered a man. No, I know. In Ireland. <laughs> with what's-her-face. He's, he's, he's banned from Northern Ireland. He's taken a life. He was drunk it. as well when yeah. he was driving. I need you guys to know that fact. Matthew, Matthew Broderick is a murderer. Matthew Broderick everyone. is a murderer. Okay, I see. Well, thank you. Here's just a... Oh, this is fucked up. Sorry, um, I'm just reading a random article. It says that um, 
the producers on Honeymoon in Vegas worried about Sarah Jessica Parker looking good on screen. They apparently thought she was too fat. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. She's stick thin in that film. And also, like, that's what Sarah Jessica Parker is known for. Like, people can kind of argue about her looks facially. Like, if, if, you know, they kind of are like, it's like Marmite where you either think she's really pretty or she's not. But her body has always been sick. Yeah, she's always always been a thin person. Yeah, but like fit. Mm. Um, It says here that she revealed in 2015 uh, that she was once sent a treadmill. She They actually sent her a treadmill to make sure she'd work out in the weeks leading up to the start of filming. That's so stupid. I was off to do another movie in Iowa and the producer of Honeymoon in Vegas was very concerned about me being fit. So they sent a treadmill to Iowa. That's fucked up. I would come back. I would, I would, I would like purposely get fat. You know why that's fucked up? Because it's not like she's playing like, what's that like Christian Bale film where he lost all that weight? Like oh, it's not, machinist. yeah, it's not like she's in the machinist. She's in yeah. a shitty comedy, like nineties comedy about and like Nick like, do Cage. They, do they send Nick Cage a treadmill? Yeah, like, no. Did he need to get fit? No, no. But it's like, there, there's no reason for you to be this demanding on this type of yeah. film. Like if it was like an Oscar nomination and she was playing an, uh, a character that needed to be stick thin, yeah. fi- fine. But there's, her weight has nothing to do with the character the at all. Oh. You're just being a dickhead. Like this producer is just a dickhead. Da, 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 da. I know this is very sad. And from what I'm reading in the interview, Sarah Jessica Parker was just kind of like, okay. I, w- I wouldn't be allowed to step foot on a movie set. <laughs> They would just be like, too fat, get out. It's a gift. Your problem is you're much too beautiful for this kind of work. Me, I'm every man. It says here, she was 27. Oh, that makes me feel great about my life. When she filmed uh, <laughs> Honeymoon in Vegas, which is she looks my older. exact age. She looks older than that. I'm just going to, I don't think she's. Yeah, but it's also, that's tough, isn't it? Like in Hollywood, because like she's been, like Sarah Jessica Parker has been in, like working in Hollywood since she was a kid. So, like, those people are weird because you can never tell how old they are. Like, even mm. when they're, like, 21 or, like, really young or whatever, they seem older. Like that like that kid from Stranger Things. Have you ever seen an interview of her? The girl? Yeah. It's fucking weird. Like, she's a little adult. And she's, yeah, like, because, 15. Yeah, because she's forced to grow up sooner yeah, because exactly. she's put in a public eye and everyone's sexualizing her. Same thing with Sarah Jessica Parker. Hmm um she it says that she declined uh to name the producer who sent her the fitness machine and remarks that it had not been an important time in her life and she was nothing if not amenable so i guess she just didn't really care Fuck that. well we should get, google the name of the producer and publicly yeah, who, call him out who, right who, now who produced <laughs> honey canceled let's let's cancel this the guy. person is probably dead at this point <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about a dead man um producer it's Harvey Weinstein. I'm just going to <laughs> Mike Lobel. It could be him. Mike Lobel. Mm. Mike Lobel. If That's... it was you, fuck you, Mike Lobel. <laughs> That's the only one that came up when I did a cursory Google search of who the <laughs> producer was. Probably wasn't him. He's like, hey, he's <laughs> listening. Just like, he's, he's hey, guys. <laughs> hey, I didn't do it. We're going to get a strongly worded email from Mike Lobel. It sounds like a fake like, prank call name. <laughs> Hi, I like a Mike Lobel, please. <laughs> Mike Lobel. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. That's messed up. Sarah Jessica Parker, you still have a sick body. Don't listen to anybody. Yeah, you're, you got a sick body. Although suck at acting. 
no so one said anything mm, about her nose first of all. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't i like my tell me get some surgery on that horse face of hers you know <laughs> weird that they were just like yeah that's fine but can you lose like two pounds it's like okay um Anyway, we, we really like this movie. I would happily watch this movie again. I would happily recommend this movie, especially to someone who's like doesn't if you really want to like cage and like doesn't want like a crazy cage movie. Yeah, it's like if you don't want to think about what you're watching and you just want to like have a, some, a good time. Yeah, just yeah, just have like just zone out, like eat some food and like just watch it a movie. On, it was on Netflix, wasn't it? Didn't, did we watch I don't it think it was. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember where we watched it. Anyway, we really enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed this more over Moonstruck in terms of like cages early 90s yes 100 100 times more enjoyable and less frustrating than moon because at least with like at least with this one she says like you know we have a we have a whole history we have a lot going on like it makes sense for her to be in love with him Mm because they've been going out for a long time Mm -hmm. and stuff but like with moonstruck it's like why do any of these people like Like any of these people it doesn't make nothing makes sense it's already confusing but at least in this one it's like you're thinking why is this happening but then you like it, it, every, it all makes, makes sense, sense it all end. makes sense for everyone to act the way they're acting yeah. which is a lot to say for cage films a lot of the time you're shouting at the screen like why are you doing that yeah why do but, you like this weird man yeah but, but it it's literally like you're doing that because you're being manipulated mm. you're fighting against it now mm. that you see the inconsistency like it all i'm fine with it you know yeah we were fine with it um and mike global if you're out yeah, someone should like see how much someone he weighs said, now. Treadmill until you throw up. Yeah, someone should like see how much someone he weighs said, now. It's like, could someone <laughs> please send Mike Lobel a treadmill how and much tell him you, to lose some weight. How much do you bet that Mike Lobel is overweight? Like, I guarantee it. <laughs> we pull both of our monies together, monies together, to send a treadmill to Mike Lobel with a note that just like this is for from, from Sarah Jessica Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, like I said, don't forget that we are going to be going to switching to every other week, Nicholas's cage. Hopefully you'll have some better information than the, um, quick and frantic, uh, Google searching I was doing on my phone. Um, what was gonna, oh, uh, make sure to, uh, subscribe to our, or follow, <laughs> make sure to follow our Instagram at cage cage pod. Um, make sure to like, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and until next week or the week after until next time release the bees <laughs> not the bees ah! i had a straight flush hey how you doing do you know what a straight flush is it's like unbeatable like unbeatable is not unbeatable hey i know that now okay Is it too much?